Welcome to Palace Confidential, the weekly podcast all about the royal family where we assemble some of Britain's most fabulous experts and commentators and delve into the news coming out of the palaces to keep you royally clued up. I'm your host, Joe Elvin, editor of the Mail on Sunday's You magazine. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And if you haven't already, why not sign up for the daily Mail Plus briefing at mailplus.co.uk, where you can also watch Palace Confidential on video. Hello and welcome to Palace Confidential, Mail Plus's weekly royal show, bringing you all of the latest news and views straight from our studio in the heart of Kensington. I'm Joe Elvin, and joining me for today's show are the Daily Mail's diary editor, back from his holidays, which I thought was a bit rude, Richard Eden, and the columnist who no one ever misses reading, Sarah Vine. Welcome to you both. Coming up on today's show... Diana on a bouncy castle? Why ever not? The Duchess of York has been sharing her thoughts on how Diana's life is being reflected by Meghan and Harry. And a reception fit for a prince. We look at the new cartoon about Prince George that has the nation up in arms. And the rehabilitation of Prince Andrew. Well, as Fergie talks about his good heart on ITV, we take a look at where things stand with the Queen's favourite son. But first, yesterday, the Duchess of Sussex turned 40 and to celebrate, launched a brand new initiative with a, an interesting video. Let's take a look. Are you finally going to do a Suits reunion? Okay, I, I love Suits, but why would I do a Suits reunion for my birthday? Why would the cast of Friends do a, a reunion for my birthday? But they did it. They did say they would only ever do it for a historical event. Mm. I think the bigger idea is... Yacht party! Yacht party! Who's ready for a yacht? Like when you say no yacht, do you mean zero yachts? <sighs> no, here's the idea. Because I'm turning 40, I'm asking 40 friends to donate 40 minutes of their time to help mentor a woman who's mobilizing back into the workforce. I want this room to look like that room, but the Daily Mail's royal editor, Rebecca English, is with us now. Rebecca, what is this video all about? Well, as anyone who has a passing interest in the royals will know, uh, Meghan has turned 40 this week, but not for her a glass of uh, cheap, warm Prosecco with her mates, which I think is what I did. Um, she wants to create a global movement, so very Meghan. Um, and it's basically 40 at 40. She's encouraged 40 of her closest friends to give up 40 minutes of their time to mentor a woman who has lost their job as a result of the COVID pandemic and to try to help them get back into employment. And who are some of the people involved in the programme that we know of? It's a very, very starry roll call. We've got uh, singer Adele, we've got Vogue's Edward Ennenfell, we've got designer Stella McCartney. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a roll call of the rich and famous. The video shows Meghan and her quote-unquote bestie, Melissa McCarthy. It's got some unusual elements to it, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And this is where I think the video will prove slightly controversial. So it does show uh, Meghan and, as you say, her bestie, um, Melissa McCarthy, doing a kind of comedy skit to uh, a video call between them to publicise this initiative. But it really kind of parodies Britishness and Meghan's role in the royal family. Melissa McCarthy makes a great show about wearing a hat and drinking out of a cup of tea, and Meghan's drinking a cup of tea, I noticed as well, with no milk in, which, you know, ooh, controversial on that front alone. Um, but uh, so I think it's the parody of the Britishness and the royal family 
that will strike be strike people as being slightly uncomfortable and you also have a moment at the end where they have a kind of series of bloopers where you can see harry um trying to put megan off by juggling at the window i mean it's actually quite sweet and quite funny but just makes him look a little bit like a kind of lame dunk mucking around while his wife's going about this serious business i'm sure some people will find it hilarious but others uh, it may strike a strike you know slightly bum note with them Okay, well, let's bring in our studio guests now. Richard and Sarah, welcome to you both. I'm going to start with you, Sarah. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I just sometimes I wonder whether Megan does anything without turning it into a sort of virtue signalling moment. I mean, she's turning 40. Can't she just have a glass of champagne and some mates around? Why does it have to be a sort of opportunity to showcase brand Sussex? Do you know what I mean? It's like... Maybe, I'm, I mean, I think I am probably just, well, yes, obviously I am a cynic. Um, no. But I, but I just, I no. just, <laughs> I'm just, well, A, I'm not sure quite how you help women by introducing them to a rich person who's going to talk to them for 40 minutes. I'm not quite, mm. you know, this whole initiative itself, I don't really understand it. But I think there was also just something so very sort of, false about the whole thing it just felt so constructed and just and, and and the interaction with melissa mccartney this sort of whole thing of melissa being dressed as though she was going to the queen's garden party i thought you know i thought the whole point about megan was she did, didn't like the royal family and didn't want to have anything to do with it and wanted to reclaim her existence in america but yet you're trading off that association again as always i just felt it would i just can this woman not do anything without turning it into an opportunity? Does that carry your thoughts, Richard? Well, I mean, what I find so interesting is they, they declared um, a few weeks ago that they were going to be having all this time off, mm. sort of paternity leave, maternity leave after the birth of Lilibet. But we, we've had huge announcements. Um, I think we've had three in the space of four weeks. We've had the, the new show for Netflix. We've had Harry's book. And now just a birthday, as Sarah says, is, is the cause of this... Um, big initiative to be launched. Well, I guess, um, you know, the devil's advocate in me would say, well, perhaps it's a really lovely thing to do, it, it, to, to sort of like to reach out and, and um, I suppose Megan's fans would say, extend the platform to other people and use her 40th birthday to do that. But the thing is, it does, for some reason, I don't know why, I can't quite put my finger on it, it doesn't feel like that's what she's trying to do. For me, it feels like she's just trying to make herself look good for the purposes mm. of expanding her brand. I mean, I they do I, like publicity, I, yeah, don't I mean, they? I think maybe the Americans will think it's lovely and sweet, but I think the Brits, who are a bit more cynical and generally... I think a bit fed up with the sort of trading on the royal connection might think it's a bit a bit opportunistic mm. and and, I, and and it doesn't come across as very as very authentic to me genuinely i mean i felt that the whole setup was a bit sort of forced and then this sort of bizarre thing with sort of harry juggling some balls mm. outside and then juggling balls. i mean yeah i mean let's be fair though i think it is a very good initiative i mean anything to help but is it but well, i, think I mean one, one one of the participants is princess eugenie yeah now 40 minutes in a conversation with princess eugenie if you're unemployed or starting a new career what what, what can be yielded from that would you guess well interestingly it's, it's not an original idea i think it was something that was launched for um nelson mandela's birthday actually oh, I think 67 something I think? like that yeah. it was a, a project so the idea of mentoring is very good but i think clearly the 40 minutes would need to be the sort of start of a relationship where you're helping someone get back into the workforce. I mean, if, if it does that, then it, they're serving a, a good purpose. But as, as you say, if, if it is just kind of half an hour of 
rich person bringing up someone who's unemployed. Yeah, I, mean, I don't just know saying, if that could be You know, useful. it just sort of feels like a rich person sitting in their very nice house with all their lovely sandstone and, and their sort of super-duper white flowers dog. and their coordinated dog, um, you know, slightly patronising the rest of us into into feeling, making herself feel better. I mean, you know, there's the, the, you have to, I think when you do these kinds of things, you have to choose, pick and choose quite carefully and you have to come across as sincere. And the problem is, is that this whole sort of narrative that the Sussexes are trying to build of, you know, we're all very caring, loving people. The way they've behaved over the last six to 12 months to, towards their own family has been the opposite of loving and caring. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think they have is- shown that they are quite ruthless sort of mm. manipulators of their image. So I, that's that, I think that's really why I don't buy it. It's show, not tell. It's how you behave. Sorry. And certainly this is all about yeah. helping women. But mm. look at the women who've been closest to Meghan. And we talk about the Duchess of Cambridge, who was publicly attacked in the most you know, prominent way in the Oprah interview. And couldn't defend herself. By Meghan and couldn't defend herself at all. Although the Duchess of Cambridge via Instagram did wish her a very happy birthday along well, of course, why with Prince you? William. Yes. I mean, what did you make of that? Yeah, it's been interesting, the birthdays. I think um, <laughs> I wouldn't put too much store on that, really. I think they are sort of observing the formalities. You know, mm. they're, um, I'd be very interested to know what happens behind the scenes. Are they you know, bringing them up to um, wish her a happy birthday or not. We haven't heard any. Are you a betting man? I'm thinking that. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> possibly yeah. not. So yeah. it's, it's very easy to, to post a tweet or whatever, isn't it? I just want to get back to Harry's balls for a minute. Yeah. I mean, what on? What do you make of that little scene, well, that, that, that accidental? Well, again, it's this, whole sort yeah. of, it's this whole sort of, oh, we're just fun, normal people having <laughs> a fun, normal time in our 11 million pound mansion, blah, blah, blah. It's, the, it's, it's, it's what he did with James Corden on the bus. It's this sort of trying to project this image of kind of sort of, you know, jovial normality. And, and it, I just don't, it just doesn't stick well, with I me. I think it's interesting. It's always Harry, because I mentioned on this program before how we seem to have this sort of developing narrative of sort of good cop, bad cop. Yeah. And so we Sensible have, one, silly one. We have Megan yeah. makes the Netflix program, the yeah. feminist program that's going to help women. Now she's helping women again with this initiative. Oh, Harry, he's the one who, um, you know, um, bitches about his family in a book and then is there being the clown, literally juggling outside well, the window. Well, literally fairness, being the court jester in outside fairness, the window. It's really hard to juggle. I just want to say that. It's really hard, but we shall move on. Now, Kate and William may have taken to social media to wish Megan a happy birthday, but they may have wished to avoid the internet earlier this week as a new series debuted based very loosely on the life of their eldest son, Prince George, was released. Let's take a look. I know some of you are anxious. Some of you are frightened. But together, we will succeed. a treat. I would like a treat. The Queen would like a treat. Excuse me, do you have any tea that doesn't taste like piss? Thanks. Owen, let's go over my day tomorrow. You have school? I don't know why I'm auditioning with you guys. I doubt anyone else here is even a tenor. We're all tenors. We're seven. Well, Prince George's American accent's really coming on, isn't it? Rebecca English is back with us now. Now, Rebecca, what is going on with this cartoon? 
Yes, so the print. Now, this is based on actually an Instagram account of a, a gentleman called Gary Gennetti, who's a comedy writer, quite successful in the US. He, I think he co-wrote Family Guy, which is a, a funny but very, very close to the knuckle uh, cartoon comedy. And he created this kind of whole persona around Prince George of being this kind of quite waspy, quite bitchy kind of young child making kind of commentary about other members of the royal family. Now, personally, I didn't really get it. I didn't write, find it very funny. Um, and I really don't like the way they lampoon children in it. But um, it did have a cult following. And they've now made it into a, a 12 part cartoon series, uh, which is airing in the US at the moment. And there are some pretty famous names voicing those characters. There are. It's attracted a very, very starry cast. I mean, I think the most well-known name is uh, the British actor Orlando Bloom, who voices a, a slightly um, woke and hapless Prince Harry. Now, that in itself is quite interesting because um, Orlando Bloom and Harry have apparently become quite close friends since uh, Harry moved to Montecito. In fact, they're, they're near neighbours there. Um, and Orlando Bloom has admitted that it could be quite awkward, but he hopes that Harry will see the funny side. He said he's very proud of being British, proud of being the royal family, but couldn't resist taking the opportunity. He was slightly egged on by his partner, Katy Perry, who uh, thought the Instagram account was, her account was hilarious by all accounts. Of course, the show is a cartoon and a satire, but still a lot of people are quite upset about it, aren't they? Yes, there are. And I think there's a lot of people like me, as I previously mentioned, who just find the kind of satirisation of children really very uncomfortable. I think the royal family are used to that. They're used to being satirised over the years, but that's the adults, that's the grown-ups, not the children. And there's also quite a bit of disgust at the inclusion of Prince Philip. Now, I should stress that this programme was made before Prince Philip sadly died in April, and actually its airing was pushed back because of that. But they still included the character of Prince Philip, presumably because they feel it's too difficult to edit out. But in high it's quite distasteful. It's a lot of jokes about his imminent demise and his, his ill health. And uh, there's a lot of people who feel quite angry and uncomfortable about that. Sarah, coming to you. It's HBO. It's a cartoon. It's mainly probably for American audiences. Will you be tuning in? No, I think I think it's actually disgraceful to do wow. that to an eight-year-old child who doesn't have mm. any right of reply. He's a child. They're all children. And actually, they should be, you know, they should be... I mean, the, the British press were very... Uh, good at not invading the privacy of Harry mm. and and William when they were little. There, there, there is an unspoken rule, which is that you, you know, you don't visit the sins of the, you know, the royal family or whatever on the children. What I think is, is that you don't know the damage that that sort of thing will do to an eight-year-old or indeed to his sister and his brother. Well, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Some of the actors voicing the characters, Sophie Turner, who's just had a baby mm. with Joe Jonas, Orlando mm. Bloom, and they've spoken about protecting the privacy of their children so it's quite it's yeah. an interesting i mean i mean don't to, underestimate yeah. it's very you know all children deserve the right to you know to an extent to make their own path in life and if you're overlaying all these assumptions that he's a spoiled brat that he's you know mm. rude to staff or whatever you know all these things that are and, and and it's not a nice character then then that is going to inevitably have an impact on that child's perception of himself and that's not fair he doesn't you know yes he's a royal yes there mm. are certain things but on the other hand psychologically and you know 
people, Americans particularly, talk endlessly about mental health issues and, you know, how we must do that, what, what that could do to that child's mental health, I don't know, George. I've well, never yeah. met him. I don't know. If I he's think a it's interesting as well that the, you know, the Americans, I think, do tend to view the royal family differently to us. Yeah. They don't, they don't humanise them in the same way. Exactly. No, I mean, so, yeah. I, I genuinely worry that, you know, Prince George might be bullied in the playground exactly. or whatever on the basis of this yeah. that people have seen. You know, and that's why he has been. And even left a tiny little word in the playing ground, even a throwaway comment, can really cut a child. You know, it can really destroy a child's mm. personality. Because, I mean, he does. won't watch it, but maybe some of his school friends will. I'm yeah. sure his school yeah. friends and parents will watch it. In the James Corden um, yeah. program, um, you know, Prince Harry talked about how he'd exchanged text messages with Orlando Bloom about privacy and how photographers were trying to take pictures of their children. So it does seem grossly hypocritical then to then be, you know, Orlando Bloom is in this um, mm. programme and mm. then to be mocking a, an eight-year-old child. And then, ironically, Orlando's voicing Harry's character. Yeah. What do you think Harry will make of that? I don't well, know. He's probably, they're probably, you know, he's in that sort of Hollywood bubble now, isn't he? But I, do, I really do think that it's, it's, it's very cruel. I just think if you stop to think what you're actually doing you know, you're 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 basically libeling. You're basically shredding a small mm. child's character. I mean, there will be those who say, "Oh, come on, it's just a bit of fun." It's not yeah. just a bit of fun, though. If you if you're eight and it's happening to you and you don't understand it, and someone comes up to you in the playground and says, "Oh, you know, thrown any, you know, China cups lately, George?" Yeah, as he's, you know, it's not. Children don't have the the sort of. The sort, of, the sort of emotional maturity to understand that something like that is a joke. We mm. do as adults, but that's fine. We're adults. When you're small, you don't really, you know, you haven't worked out right. how to you do say, that yet. You say that, but I think even this characterization of Prince Charles as a mummy's boy might grate a little bit. Yeah. What, what do you think well, about that? You know, Prince Louis is a thug, apparently. That's, yeah, it's but, it's yeah. not very original at all, the um, yeah. sort no. of mummy's boy joke. But, I mean, on, on this programme last week, you know, you were talking about um, the programme the, the Windsors, and that's Mm. all about the adult members of the royal family I, I must admit I love that it's a bit of a guilty pleasure I think it's it's very funny yeah and I think it's very affectionate though that program yeah I've watched a few episodes of it and uh, it is genuinely quite um, affectionate mocking adults is a completely yes, different you, kettle of, of course, fish if you're an adult you're that's completely fine I mean I mean you know Prince Charles is whatever 73 or 4 I mean he I'm sure he's <laughs> grown up enough and, and big enough to take it I just don't think you pick on a small person like that no. and then interesting that the children don't feature in the Windsors do no, they they no. don't at all yeah. no no no, no. The, and that's as it should be yeah. the royal family you know are in the public eye they accept that and, and they'd laugh mm. at a lot of these things themselves I know Prince Philip used to enjoy seeing some of the cartoons about himself um, but when it comes to children that is, that is a different matter mm. it's been fascinating to see it hasn't had the best reviews so far so who, who knows how it will fare but let's move on from one fictionalised prince now to a real-life one whose presence has been looming over the royal family. Prince Andrew stepped back from official royal life over a year ago now, and for all of the scandal he's embroiled in, seems to have gone quite quiet. Mail Plus reporter Jess King has been taking a look at what's going on with Prince Andrew. It's been four months since Prince Andrew's father, the Duke of Edinburgh, passed away, and the last time the prince spoke publicly to the press. We've lost almost the grandfather of the nation. Um, and I feel very sorry um, and supportive of my mother, who's um, uh, feeling it, I think, probably more than everybody else. 
The Duke of York has been out of the spotlight since stepping down from royal duties in November 2019. The decision came following scrutiny over his friendship with the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and the backlash to his BBC interview about the scandal. The Duke has always firmly denied any knowledge of Epstein's offending. The American financier was arrested following allegations that he was trafficking underage girls, but died in prison while awaiting trial. This November, Epstein's former girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, is due to go on trial in New York, charged with helping to procure underage girls, allegations she denies. As the Daily Mail's associate editor explains, the case will no doubt be watched very closely by Prince Andrew's legal team. So, obviously, their concern would be, and it's no secret, he was once a very close friend of Ghislaine Maxwell, and obviously Jeffrey Epstein as well, what will the collateral damage be for him? How, will his name feature in the prosecution doc- documents in the trial? Uh, and will his name be mentioned by the accusers in some way or another? You know, it's, there's a real risk that he will be dragged into this. He, he is not on trial. Ghislaine Maxwell's on trial, but his name could feature prominently uh, in or outside of the courtroom. There has been a Mexican standoff. Those are the phrases the phrase used by his own team to describe the standoff between his lawyers and their lawyers. The Americans want to interview Prince Andrew in person, not with a scripted interview. They want to do it here, face to face. He's he's saying through his lawyers, or has been saying, I don't want to do that. I'll answer questions. I'll give you a statement. I'll answer your questions in writing. Andrew's lawyers evidently don't want to put him on offer face to face to the FBI and their legal representatives. Unanswered questions remain regarding Prince Andrew's relationship with Epstein. The former head of Royal Protection in the Metropolitan Police says the forthcoming trial could be uncomfortable viewing for the entire royal family. I think it's going to be extremely difficult, one for Prince Andrew, but the ongoing embarrassment to the royal family and sadly will just re-resurrect itself again. He hasn't carried out any royal duties, although he does still get royalty protection, both at home and indeed when he's travelling. Again, that's a matter that might be decided by others whether that's appropriate, as he's not doing any royal duty, uh, but that would depend on the risk risk, uh, and the intelligence in respect of that factor. But the truth is, um, he's in a difficult position. Prince Andrew maintained that he did not see, witness or suspect any suspicious behaviour and said he unequivocally regretted his ill-judged association with the businessman. He also strongly denies allegations made by Virginia Roberts that he slept with her three times. The Duke's links with Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell have continued to haunt him, but only time will tell how much damage it could do long-term to the monarchy. Well, Sarah, the summer tends to be when things are quiet, but this situation with Prince Andrew just keeps dragging on and on with no resolution. Do you see it ever resolving? I don't think so. I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. I just think there's obviously some sort of blockage in the system, isn't there? And I think it's not going to go away. Um, And until, you know, until the Americans get what they want, which is him on an (laughs) aeroplane in America... uh, Try a trial by whatever that you know, and and I just don't think I honestly don't think the the, the Queen's not going to give up her favourite son 
to the, you know, wolves, is mm. she? No. Do you think? I don't, just can't no. see it. Well, we've got this situation now with Ghislaine Maxwell's trial in November, which may be the thing that unblocks the U-bend here, isn't it? What Stephen Wright is saying yes, is correct. I mean, Do you think he's worried about that? I don't know if the two things are connected. Perhaps they are. Perhaps mm. the FBI is waiting until after that trial. But no, it's going to be, I'm sure that Prince Andrew will be very nervous. You know what it's like in a court case? Things can be said um, you know, in a prosecution which don't need to be... Um, they there doesn't need to be the evidence necessarily. They're presenting a, a But also case. the American legal system is very different from ours and they have this plea bargain system where basically you just admit that you're guilty and then you argue about how much time you spend in jail. It's 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 very different. The sort of the legal account it's it's a different system. I'm sure there's a lot of nerves about the yeah. court case in, in the palaces generally. Tell me this, I, I don't have the knowledge, I'll admit. Is the is the Queen in a position where she's able to protect Prince Andrew in these circumstances? Is that something that, that people are speculating about? Um, no, she's not. I mean, he, he's subject to the law, but here he hasn't been accused of, of any crime at all. You know, the FBI just wants to speak to him as a witness, and mm. I think essentially they're just arguing about what form his cooperation takes. Mm. Does he give an interview? Does he give a written statement? Where is it? It's all that those type of technicalities. But you see, he won't. I mean, he won't want to submit to their. He won't want to dance to their tune. No. You know, I'm sure if he wants to, if they want to talk to him, they're going to have to come over here and do it. And what are they going to do? Extradite him to America? They can't do that. They've got no legal basis on which to do that. As you say, he's not accused of any criminal wrongdoing. If he's just, if they want to question him as a witness, they can't make him go to America, they can't make him do any of the stuff. Legally, I can't see any way that they can. But so if he's done nothing wrong, why not just do it? Uh, well, because, I suppose, because then then that's a slippery slope to goodness knows what else. I don't know, maybe their view is, if we just, you know, front it out, it'll eventually go away. I, I mean, but I can't yet, see it going away. Here we away. are still talking about it, yeah, and I'm exactly. sure we will I continue to. But one person who is still on Andrew's side is his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson. She was on ITV's Lorraine this week, talking to Christine Bleakley, promoting her new book, and took the opportunity to advocate for the prince. Let's have a look at that now. It's been extraordinary, the pandemic, for everybody. It's been so challenging for everybody. Uh, but I think uh, that Prince Andrew is just such a good man. You know, he's a, he's a really thoroughly good man. He's a very gentleman. He, he's, he's a, he's a really good father. We did co-parent very well, hence the reason why our girls are, are very, very solid and, and, uh, feet on the ground. But now as a grandfather, oh my goodness, he, you know, he's really good. He, he, he can go for hours talking about fo football and all those sort of things. And I'm sort of going, okay, off you go, off you go. But it, it's a joy to see him, uh, really shine, uh, as a grandfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sarah, Andrew and Fergie, the love story of our age, I, th I think they spend more time together as ex-husband and wife than my husband and I do. They, but what, what do you make of this? They have such a civilised divorce, don't they? Yeah. It's, 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 it's sort of, you know, quite nice, really. I, it's, I, I think she, she came on my podcast, actually, yesterday. And, nice plug. Uh, What's she, your podcast called? It's called The Female Half there Hour. There you go. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. Um, it's sort of meant to be a less woke woman's hour. It's basically me talking. Somehow, about I think you can manage makeup. that. <laughs> but no, she came on. She was very sweet, and uh, she. I think she's. I, dare I say it? I think she's quite a nice person. I think she's sort of. I mean, you know, obviously, given what she's lived through and all that stuff. But I thought it was quite interesting about how yesterday she said, "Oh, you know, I just I quite like people just to sort of 
see me as I want, as I really am, rather than all these sort of assumptions that people I mean, have made about how me is over that the possible, years. Though, really? It's really difficult. It's yeah. really difficult. And um, and I think that she's. But I do think it's very important for her to. To I think she's quite a hail fellow well met person. She's she's she wants to be friends with everyone. She does talk in my podcast about being a massive people pleaser, mm. which is mm. partly why perhaps that's why she still gets on with Andrew because I suspect she's just not one of those people who likes to make enemies. I think she she's sort of she just wants to be everyone's friend and 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 seems to sort of succeed quite well. I, what I always think of Fergie and and to an extent Andrew is that I think their daughters are, are, are rather nice and mm. seem very well balanced given all the difficulties indeed um i think if you can bring up two children in such a difficult environment and 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 for them to be relatively centered as they seem to be but also you know just relatively normal i think that there has to be something good about you in so there so do you you think that with that clip from lorraine with that sort of like that gentle positive nod about prince mm. andrew mm. is that is that re- does that help to rehabilitate no, him? No, I don't think it does rehabilitate him at all in the eyes of the public. I think, mm. you know, I just think that she, that's her view of Prince Andrew. I mean, you know, and she obviously has a very, very unique view of Prince Andrew, doesn't she? Mm. I mean, I don't know if, it, if how much it helps because we all know how close they are. She still essentially yeah. lives with Prince Andrew. Mm. Um, so, no, he needs, it's entirely separate. I think Andrew's problems from fergie who yeah we all love him i'm looking forward to reading her book she talks on your podcast i believe about achieving this book outside of her yes, royal I connections mean, I, I mean come on you know, she's, i mean she <laughs> yeah. has written all lots of books she's written all the budgie books which have been very successful and she does and she's done a few autobiographies i think hasn't she yeah she's written loads of books she's written loads of books i mean sort of well over 50 i think yeah. um i think the sort of i think but it was this book was written in collaboration with a professional Mills and Boone writer, mm. um, you know, some someone who actually because you know Ma- Mills and Marguerite Boone is, Kay, I believe that's her name right. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. I thought she was called Kay something, but you're mm. absolutely right. She's Marguerite Kay. I mean, Mills and Boone is basically a format, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a production line. Uh, you know, they write certain types mm. of books, and there are certain rules about you know how much snogging you can have and <laughs> and and what words you could use and stuff like that. So can we all get a, a Mills and Boone book deal? What, I know enough about love sheets and throbbing chests we should Come do what well, we enjoyed yeah. reading it on we read a section of it we on this program did. before we yeah, did so. do that i'd forgotten yeah. about that yeah. no offense uh, i'm yeah. available for the audio book if, <laughs> if fergie needs me but what do you think about this uh, image of and i can completely see it actually fergie and diana bouncing on bouncy castles together well, they were always famously sort yeah. of naughty 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 girls together weren't they? they were but we have to be a bit careful because i mean fergie did fall out with diana yeah. and i think at the time of well, diana's death diana, diana, didn't, didn't everyone fall out with diana spoken for a long yeah. time yeah you know so let's not pretend they were sort of best friends until the end um no. But they certainly were great friends in the past. Hmm. Um, well, on that note, on that happy note, <laughs> let, let's take a look at what Fergie had to say about Diana. I think uh, Diana and I went through enormous things without social media in, in the 80s. And uh, we, we really went through a lot, Christine. Uh, it was really, really very, very tough. And if she was here today, I know that she would just be completely like an eagle. She would fly high and be so proud of her two sons and their wonderful wives who have delivered amazing children. I mean, it really is a total blessing. And I, I, I think that, that a lot of people, and I say this very openly, 
no race, creed, color, or any other denomination, no judgment. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are, just be who you are with the integrity of goodness and kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that if she was here too, she'd beat me to the bouncy castle because she's she always used to beat me in the running races <laughs> and the grandchildren, <laughs> she would always win the races. So I'd let her have, the, I'd probably bounce her off the castle. But. <laughs> Yeah, I think she'd beat everybody to the bouncy castle, but it's endlessly tantalising, isn't it, to think about what Diana would have thought of her daughters-in-law. I mean, I think certainly with, with Fergie um, loving having her grandchildren now, mm. it, it is poignant to think that yeah. um, Diana's um, not around to enjoy that, and I'm sure she would have um, been a wonderful grandmother. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think she would have. Yeah, she, I think she was very good with children, Diana, wasn't she? Well, she, you know, yeah. she loved children. She had a real sort of joie de vivre in that respect. She was very good with that kid. Do you think that it's, I mean, given what you were just saying, Richard, do you think it's strange for Sarah Ferguson to be talking about Diana in this way or it's fine? Or? Well, to, to be fair, she, she gets asked about it. Yeah. I think she always tries yeah. to, to give an honest answer. Mm. Um, and obviously you want to dwell on the positive, don't you? Yeah. And, and they were great friends. I remember, didn't they dress up as police women and turned up at Annabelle's together and things like that? So they, they had their... But also, well, it's fine. First. I mean, I think Diana was part of her use. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's normal to ask a person. I, I think it's perfectly okay for her and, to talk and about I, it. I love looking at those photos of them yeah. from them because they're two women who only understand what it's what each other's position is like, which yeah. makes it kind of sadder what's happened with yeah. Kate and Megan, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting difference between Fergie and Diana is that Sarah Ferguson obviously set about to make her separation and make her divorce as, you know, to sort of pour as much cold water on it as she possibly could. Whereas Diana sort of went nuclear, didn't she? Mm. So she very much went the sort of revenge route. Yeah. Whereas Sarah Ferguson went the sort of, I, I think, the more traditional aristocratic route, route yeah. which, is, which is, you know, it doesn't work out. It's a bit of a shame, but we can still be friends mm. and everyone can be civilised for the sake of the children and the sake of the family and the sake of the family's reputation whereas diana just couldn't do that she and and she had mm. to do i mean in a, to an extent she's she she did what harry is doing now which is to torch the place you know she's she's not okay to just sort of say well okay this isn't really what i want to do and it hasn't really worked out but you know i don't hate you and i'm not going to try and destroy you she really i mean in the same way that harry just wants to literally is torching the royal mm. family as yeah. he leaves she did the same and i i think if i you know i think i'm more on the sarah ferguson side of things i don't see why you have to you know it's okay to not want to do something anymore it's okay not to want to be part of something but it doesn't mean to say you have to bring it down you can still be friends and you can try and be civilized about it i know it might sound strange given prince andrew's current troubles but i do think genuinely that they provide an example to us all about how you can get on with you know with former husbands and I wives am absolutely and children endlessly fascinated with it i you mm. know i can't think of one ex-boyfriend i'd ever want to talk to you <laughs> but anyway and just like that we are at the end of another week's program i know try not to be too heartbroken we will be back but for now my thanks to our guests sarah vine richard eden and rebecca english and we will see you next week with all the goings on and aren't there always a lot of them from the world of the royals see you then